Welcome back, everybody, to episode 41 of the Drunk Friend Podcast. We have a good guest coming up later, but first, as always, Alex and I, Ness Friend, Ness Drunk, we're going to talk a little bit about those YouTube channels we got. And, uh, you know, it's a bird, it's a plane, Superman. That's what I, that's what I put out. Yeah, and it's it's also some weird little anime su- Superman. He's cute. Uh, he's he's a cute little guy. Still has the <laughs> yeah. huge jaw, the lantern jaw. But um, yeah. what what's with that game? It looks kind of weird. It's a little bit weird, but you know. And the thing is, you put that video out, you get a lot of people in there. They're like, hated this game. I used to rent it all the time, but I hated it. And it's like, well, first of all, if you hated it, why'd you rent it so much, you know, first and foremost? Or it's like, I own this game, and it's the only one I ever played. It's like, well, you didn't have to play it. It wasn't forcing you to. But it is non-intuitive. So I think if you're a little kid and you're wanting to play a Superman game, it's a little restrictive to fun for you because it has some hoops that need you to jump through. But playing it here as a mid-30s gentleman... I didn't find it to be that bad. In fact, I thought it was kind of neat. It's pseudo open world. You have the whole city to run around in as Superman. You can go back and forth between Clark Kent and Superman. You got all Superman's powers. I mean, it's a little basic. It's it's side-scrolly. It's platformy. It's cutesy. But for what it is, I actually don't think it's that bad. You might need to walk through it some parts, but once you get get a feel for what the game's looking for, there's a little more meat on the bones than you might expect. Hmm. So it's not that bad. What, who's the developer? Who made it? Yeah, Kemco made it. <laughs> Kemco made it. Okay, yeah. No, Kemco, yeah. Uh, um, they're solid, reasonably. I don't know what their track record on um, NES stuff is, but I know they've made good, uh, what do you call it, Super Nintendo stuff in the past. So they're not totally incompetent. It's not like it's made from Titus or anything like that. So <laughs> Now, let me ask you, that. I, for the the past few videos... That mm-hmm. you've uh, you've put out there on the old SNES drunk feed, I've I've detected more than one, maybe two at least, references to to Titus, and I am not as familiar with their shitty track record. For me, over here on the NES, it's LJN people always are complaining about. But is mm-hmm. Super Nintendo known for the Titus badness? No, Titus is uh, famous for being the developer behind Superman sixty four. Oh, um, and I, okay. I thought. Most it's it's my fault for you know I thought everybody's so familiar with the uh, angry video game nerd and that's personally my favorite episode of his is the Superman sure. sixty four one because yeah. he's like look how much room look how much room what is this some kind of insanity <laughs> test and I always love that line no I, I I whiffed on that but that does make sense yeah you're right it and it makes sense in this context especially because. Superman game. <laughs> Superman, yes, that's right. But yeah, we're, uh, you know, they, they didn't do too bad on this one, I don't think. It's going to catch flack, and there's people out there screaming into their Jeep Wranglers right now being like, it is bad, Travis, you're stupid. But- <laughs> well, the thing is, is that a lot of people just wanted Superman to run to the right and smash stuff and use all his powers, and they wanted to beat him up, basically, just which is what the Super Nintendo got, Death and Return of Superman with... All that mm-hmm. nonsense, but uh, yeah, that's a good they, point. I think people were probably looking for maybe a more uh, super of a man, uh, but what they got was a cute little guy. But it's still a fun game. But there yeah, you I go. agree. Maybe it's not as as uh, I don't know, sh- strong armed and macho as you might want. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Cream the crap rise to the top. Oh yeah. <laughs> Your impersonation game is very underrated, sir. Really? Yeah. Your your macho man is really good. Your Will Actually guy is just aces. Ooh, yeah. And your James Rolfe a second ago sold me. 
So. Really? You, you oh, I was just I was just shouting. I guess I just <laughs> it's it's just a white guy thing. I think yeah, you just sound like a white guy wearing a white shirt. I could tell you the 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 weirdest impersonation that I've put work into is uh, Harry Carey, and you're gonna hear some of it. Uh, yeah, I, I just recorded an LP today for the Simpsons arcade game. But um, yeah, I talk a little bit about impressions, just killing time, and all that sort of stuff. So I can do it now if you want to hear it. It's let's hear it. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty limited, but uh, okay. Hi everybody, the carry carry here. Uh, the, the the having another beach bull aged Budweiser. Uh, Sammy Sosa <laughs> in the box and Greg Maddox on the mound. There, that's wow. about it. That was actually that was really good. It was really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working. I used to make my brother laugh with that one way back when. That's that's really solid because people will do a lazy Harry Carey and just riff a hey, couple sentences. Do yeah, you ever, just, the moon's made of cheese. You know, like exactly. it's like oh no, that's and what Will they're really Ferrell doing is a Will Ferrell exactly. Yeah. But you're doing a tried and true old school pre Will Ferrell Harry Harry Carey. I mean, that's that's the real Harry Carey exactly. as I know on on WGN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respect it. Hundred percent. He's, I think it's really he's good. singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" and all that sort of stuff. Even though I kind of hated the Cubs, but, but mm-hmm. yeah, they were on TV yeah. all the time. So of course I was going to watch. You get the full WGN stamp of approval if you can also pull off a Hall Carrollson. So you work on that you one. You can next. put it on the board. Yes, he gone. Yeah, he's he's he easy. gone. He's easy. He'll grab some bench. <laughs> but anyway, did you? Assuming you you watched that Superman video at the end, they they I showed a. A potential Superman game that we never got, which was Sunsoft's Superman, which they briefly changed Ooh. into Sunman, which then they then scrapped. But <laughs> that looked decent. It did, yeah. And the Sunman thing always yeah. made me laugh because it's just so generic, painfully yeah. generic. But yeah, I mean, it's freaking Sunsoft. Like they been so killed awesome. it in the eight bit era. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been great. But you know what didn't kill it? The Blues Brothers. Well, the movie did, but oh yeah, I, of course. I, yeah, we got the aforementioned Titus. Um, again, I can't help but think of Angry Video Game. What is this, Titus? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, how do you screw up reading the name Titus? Ty- Ty- he makes it a joke somehow. It's funny. I need to go back and watch that one. That's a good one. That one is my favorite. Yeah, it's it makes me laugh every time. But uh, yeah, Blues Brothers game is shit. It's terrible. <laughs> um, it's an Amiga ass game that's just not good. It's got ugh, it's just just one glance at that font you see at the beginning of the game, you see at the title screen and you see how ugly the background is and all the notes everywhere. It's like, "Oh no." It's I can't help but groan and just be like, "Oh, this one's going to be bad." But um yeah, it's uh it's not good. Um the thing is is though is that I'm so willing to give these games like a fair shot, but uh and and it, you know I even go as far as qualify it with like oh it's you know it's not as bad as the worst shit ever but yeah still pretty bad. Well, you're still doing a service for us. You're you're showing us what it all what it's all about. I mean, I was curious. I was like, oh, Blues Brothers video. It's probably not good. But let's see where he goes with it. And yeah, it went to yeah, not a great game. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad it's over with. That's all I'll say. Do the uh, do the Amiga fans get upset when you call things Amiga ass shit? Don't you have a don't you have a going beef with the Amiga contingent? Well, they're fanatical. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody likes Amiga, they don't just like Amiga. They freaking are head over heels and love Amiga posters on the ceiling. Right. You know, like, p- 
pictures of themselves, you know, f- French kissing an Amiga <laughs> monitor. Like that's, you know, that sort of stuff. These people are crazy people mm-hmm. and that's fine. Just don't impose your beliefs on me, please. Cause you know, I don't think it's all that great. And, uh, you know, much respect to the people that actually made good Amiga games. Cause those do exist, but you know, there's a lot of bad ones and a lot of really painfully generic ones. So, you know, it became a type and, you know, a cliche for a reason. So, yeah, it's not my fault. The Amiga Amigos. You're calling them out here today, folks. That's That was Alex. They're live. Not, none of them listen to this, I'm sure. I don't know. Someone will email us and be like, how dare you? But, I don't know. We'll, f- we'll see. We'll find out. What's the worst way to listen to a podcast? That's how an Amiga fan would listen to it. <laughs> They have to continue exactly. to crank something every few seconds so that we keep talking. Yeah, poke that poke that hamster a few times. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, amigo bros or amiga bros, we're just having a time with you. All right, let's uh, let's jump into some emails. We got William here. William Chicago, Bill Chicago, Bill Chicago's back. Hell yeah, one of my favorite people. He says, "Hey, drunk friends, hope you both enjoyed the holidays. Um, we did. All of them. Yeah, name one. We 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 loved it." President's Day was awesome. Oh, it was one of the best President's Days I've had. Uh, your podcast is still amazing. I really enjoy your topics along with your guests. Hopefully on your end, your audience is growing every week. Question for you. Have you ever considered bringing on one of your listeners as a guest? <laughs> Maybe you can get a different perspective on or insight on games or just talk about both of your successful YouTube channels. Just a thought. Keep up the great work. And then he sent several winks, I'm sure. <laughs> like he wants to be on the show. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I think people that we've had. The answer on is no. Listen. Next email. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, I think uh, Musty. He was on here, and Caleb. They probably listened. So yeah, we've technically had a listener on the show before, right? Yeah, yeah. Those guys. <laughs> I'll even listen to it. Yeah, I was going to say at least one other person does too. Um, <laughs> Pam does, doesn't she? Once in a while. Yeah, she's a future guest. So and she's past. a future guest. And past guests. So to answer Bill Chicago's question, we've already had listeners on. So take that, <laughs> Jack. That's right. And I mean, we do talk about our, well, we talk about Alex's successful YouTube channel and my mind copying his. So yeah, I think we get plenty of that in. But hey, if there's, if there are any questions that we're not answering, send them in, you know, send them in. Yeah. You're talking about like, uh, other perspectives, send in your perspective, bring it, bring it in. Meanwhile, Brad here says, uh, hey, Alex and Trav, I just got done listening to your Daniel Greenberg podcast, and it got me thinking what games you guys would tackle if you had the ability to do so. Is there a genre or IP you would love to to tackle? Have you ever expressed interest in game design? Thanks for another great episode. All the best, Brad. I do have an idea for a game, and I actually pitched it in our Discord, and, and several people uh, got in on the the thought, the the thinking. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying here. The, the the thought process. We we got we were brainstorming. We we're having a good time. I thought it would be fun to have a game where you are in prison, and maybe there's no context as to oh, why you sign me up already, man. In prison, in prison. You know, you you you're you're stripped of basically all your defenses <laughs> and offenses, but the game is just me in a toilet in a bed. That's all you need, to be honest in life and then you it it becomes sort of a a bit of a social sim and maybe there's elements of other games in there too so i I was always kind of imagining it being uh modern almost like a yakuza style but you're in Mm -hmm. prison but you got to 
You got to get some good relationships going. You got to make good with the guards. Maybe they won't uh, rat on you if you do end up crafting a weapon out of things you find. Or maybe you got to make nice with certain members of the prison so that you can work favors. You know, it's become sort of like a political dynamic. But then also, maybe somebody uh, needs to get whacked. You, know, you got to do it without getting caught, you know? And you can go behind the bushes or something out there in the yard and stippy stab stab something like that. Get somebody to sneak a toothbrush in. Either way, it's just a game where you have to rely on all your devices, all the intel you can get from people, and your survival skills in prison to figure out how to escape. Mm-hmm. So are there multiple outcomes with this game i'm guessing it's it's pretty open-ended where like say say there's like a morgan freeman character in this uh like shawshank Mm -hmm. um so he he's a man who knows how to get things like could you potentially work towards an escape you could work towards like ruling the place you could work towards becoming like the librarian you could work towards becoming brooks you know where you're a lifer yeah and you can't Maybe you get out and uh, you work at the grocery store afterward. and It might stop before that, but yeah. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's the general idea. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Like You, you kind of have a choice as to how you want to go. Do you just want to go in and be the tank, be the tough guy, and just earn respect through, you know, uh, like the, the Civilization Six way of just pure war domination? Or do you want to mm-hmm. finagle a little bit? Like you said, work your way into the librarian, earn the trust, sneak out under a bunch of books, things like that. I mean, it seems like sure. a very complicated game to make, but something open-ended. There's multiple ways to escape, which it's up to you to figure out how to do it. Would you play that game? I would love to play that game. I think that game would be awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to, like, go to prison for real. Yeah, but... I, no, I, I mean, like, uh, no, I was just asking a dumb question on, on purpose. <laughs> um, that, that's kind of my, my humor. Dumb on purpose. Uh uh-huh. I would like to make yeah that does sound cool though that does sound cool um and it may, you know if I'm referencing Shawshank uh you're in good territory there <laughs> but um yeah I I would just make my own IP I don't know what that would be yeah I, I would be tempted to just start my own thing from scratch uh genre I've always wanted to do you know something like near automata that covers like <laughs> Every all the genres, mm. everything, <laughs> work a fighting game into it somehow. The beat 'em up RPG, everything. Like do it, do it all. Shoot 'em up, get that in there too. Um, yeah, just I don't know. That's a really crappy answer, but I can't really think of anything specific right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just want the Bob Ross palette of games in one. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, how about a Bob Ross platformer? That's kind of like a hop and bop Bob Ross adventures kind of a thing where he 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 has to procure his instruments first by by eliminating all these uh all these bad things and then you paint the happy trees at the end of the level you fill in all the blanks and all that sort of stuff yeah or what if all of the enemies were like unhappy trees and he had to make them happy oh yeah and he has to like hit him with the brush Boom, happy trees. oh and then of course yeah he has to beat the devil out of him that's yeah. what he has to do oh, that's yeah what, that's, that's what how he says on the show past the, the boss yeah he just holds it down and yep man there you go the bing bang boom bob ross game done where's our money uh if anyone would like to make the games that we just pined for please do <laughs> i'm excited for both of them so do that. So thanks, Brad, for the email. Much appreciated. Yep. Next up, Matt from Canada. There can only be one. So he is the Canadian is this, Matt. Okay, we got Bill, we got Bill Chicago and Matt Canada. That's right. Yeah, I think isn't Matt Canada a real guy? Isn't that a is it? Uh, isn't that a coach or something? 
Matt Canada. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a oh, coach. doesn't Canada start with a K or something? No, like that's that? a C. He's a 25-year coaching veteran. He's currently LSU's offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay, Trev, this is this is your in. You you're finally you finally parlayed your success in NCAA football 14 into hearing from Matt Canada. Yeah, I'm just happy that think? I out obscure sports to you for once. Wow, I had to Google that. Yeah, I did it, but. Matt Canada is a guy. Folks, Matt please. Matt Robert Canada. Celebrate with me. I just mm, feel so good. Okay. Up next here, we got Matt from Canada. He says, hey, Al, uh, hey, Trav and Alex, long-time listener here. Love your guys' podcast and really enjoy the content. Very in-depth and informative and entertaining. My quick question is, and by the way, thank you, Matthew. That was very nice. Matt Matthew? I don't know you that well. Not your mother. Matt. Thanks, Matt. Uh, <laughs> my quick question is, are any of you planning to visit super nintendo world in japan hopefully in the near future keep up the great work boys matt from canada uh, well not in the near future one i can't afford to go to japan and two the near future doesn't look any better than the recent past but yeah one day i'd love to i think that would be fantastic i want to go to japan period and then yeah if i go there i gotta go to this of course yeah it's just i have been lucky enough to go to japan in the past and um, it's really hard to find stuff there. Really hard. Yeah. Um, really tough. It's <laughs> you need someone there that speaks Spanish. Speaks Spanish. Right? So, yeah, you need someone there that speaks Spanish. You take Pearl. Does um, she speak Spanish? <laughs> kind of. She speaks her dad's Spanish, which is kind of like weird English mixed with like I want to say redneck Spanish, kind of. <laughs> okay. He, he's kind of a he's kind of a rancher type. I so see. he's got a certain accent. So it's a different kind of Spanish. But anyway, that's not going to help you. Yeah, you need way. Some, I agree. Not only do you need someone there that speaks Spanish, you need someone there that speaks <laughs> Japanese. Um, because otherwise, you can't find shit there. Uh, it's really tough to to find anything. I guess that was before uh, when I was there. It was 2010, and. Um, smartphones weren't as prevalent and you know uh gps and all that sort of stuff wasn't as common at least i don't think i think that was a different that was another lifetime ago for me basically so i think we were still printing out map quest directions in 2010 so i bet <laughs> that was probably tough yeah but yeah no i i absolutely would love to go but um in the near future <laughs> not likely not only because of the pandemic because but because it's freaking expensive as hell. That's another good all point. Yeah. Train tickets, airfare, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd look, it's not, it looks cool. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, yeah. If it's uh if it's ever in the cards, I'm there. But uh as far as planning it, no, I don't we're I yeah. I haven't set up a travel agent and looked at hotels yet. No. We're we're a ways away from I'm, from that. As far as planning goes, I still need to plan what I'm going to have for lunch tomorrow. True. Um, Same. Yeah. Might go. Might roll with. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I got. I do have two slices of uh, rye left. Oh. Might roll with uh, some honey mustard on that. Very good. Food corner. Uh, what else do we have? Do we have any roast beef left? I might do that. Uh, buddy, I don't know. I don't know. What I don't kind live of, with you. I don't know what. Kind, we don't have any provolone though. That's that's a bummer. You can get by without it, but it, I agree. It's yeah. Tough to miss. Yeah. Would you mix uh, roast beef and ch a sharp cheddar? I would. Yeah. You would? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that, what, might, isn't that the Arby's that. way? Isn't that what they do over there? Is it? I don't yeah. know. I, don't, I stay away from Arby's. No. Well, they got meat but, if you're into that. Okay. Well, we have, uh, we have a guest coming up. And uh, Wait a second, what? though. One last email. Last second here. Wait, really? We got a very important email from our friend Adam Swain. 
Oh, right. Of this course. This fellow, mm-hmm. he emailed us very important stuff um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. In the subject line, it says, Dan Pasqua. <laughs> And so I, re- the, I responded with him with the only thing I could think of, and that was Ron Kittle. Yeah. And he came right back to me with Greg Walker. Ooh. And I responded a couple minutes later with Bob Horner. Oh, very good choice. But he came back only 20 minutes later with Cal Daniels. That's a good choice. Was, wow, you guys. Not only that, he tripled down on me. He kept, go- he kept coming. He was like, I'll, I'll give you Scott Erickson, Gene Larkin. Oh, now he's just using Wikipedia. All I could do was come back with Aaron Seeley. But he did ask a question. He asked how he could donate to our show. And I recommended the Polykill Patreon, which is simply patreon.com slash polykill. So thank you for doing that. Head on over there. And he does have a question here that says, what's the best intro sequence to any 16-bit slash 8-bit game? Um, And his pick is Snake's Revenge. Which is, uh, is this the, uh, what do you call it? The, the, uh, the yeah, NES, NES sequel? Yeah. The NES sequel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's not the best, uh, game, but he's, it's his pick for the best, uh, intro. First of all, I want to thank Adam. I did see he showed up in the Patreon there. So thank you, Adam. I appreciate the support. It's going to help the show out quite a bit. Uh, also, I think I remember reading that email, and I want to say he suggested Demon's Crest as like one of his et cetera's. Like, would it be this, this, or this? And I hate to be like just pick one out of his suggestion list, but Demon's Crest is my favorite intro, just because it's pretty metal, it's pretty rocking game, fire, bones, dragons. Now, your opinion on the game is not great. Mine's a little, maybe a little greater than yours, but that intro, very fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the intro is awesome. Not only the intro, but once you start playing the game and you get that boss fight right away. Hell, yeah. That's freaking awesome. So it's good. freaking kick ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now it's all downhill from there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, Adam, I just have two words for you, and that's Pat Listash. Wow. But <laughs> Or Bob Hamlin, Garrett Anderson, <laughs> oh, Mark Langston. Uh, for for anyone Eric listening that is, that is lost and wonders like who are all these men, uh, we I think we previously established that Alex is just obscure sports guy guy, and I can I can bounce off that for a little bit, but Adam is introducing a whole new level of obscurity for me. I had to Google most of these guys, and so Jay Buhner. Nah, everybody knows Jay Buhner. Come on, Neil Heaton. Let's see, you lost me again. But anyway, we have Mike, a guest coming up, Mike Lavalier. <laughs> I'm going to cut off your Wikipedia subscription. Kirk Manwaring. This is my brain, Did man. Did you just make this that up? Like, no. <laughs> All right. This is my brain. This is from uh, just baseball cards. I never gave an answer for best intro oh, sequence. well, maybe you should. But it's, it's I think it has to be Mega Man 2. I don't know how it, it can't be Mega Man 2. Again, he, he listed it as, as et cetera stuff. Yeah. But he listed all the good ones. That's not fair. Yeah, exactly. Those are all awesome. Um, Ninja Gaiden 2 is another really good one, but um, I'm trying to think of a Super Nintendo one that's really good. I guess the Chrono Trigger one, but that's kind of cheating because it's it's such an and it's another obvious pick because it's the music and the the big montage and all that sort of stuff. You know what I learned today has a good intro while you've derailed me completely hmm. from introducing our guest. Um, the second I saw it on Friday Night Arcade video earlier today. It was the second Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, maybe. 
Yeah, so the video is the uh, from Friday Night Arcade. It's Lost Super Nintendo Games, Jurassic Park 2, The Chaos Continues. And he shows off mm-hmm. an intro to that one that's really, it's odd for the Super Nintendo. It's very artistic, and it's sort of, you know, up close to the face cut scenes. It's really hard to explain, but it uh, it caught me completely off guard when he showed that. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, that one is all, uh, it's almost like cartoony mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not like what you'd expect from Jurassic Park. It is no. good. Yeah, that one's interesting. Um, what's another good one? Uh, even the Game Boy's got a few good ones. Really? Like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, the Final Fantasy Legend ones. I mean, it's just scrolling text, but it's dramatically scrolling text, and it's got those <laughs> games have such awesome music. Dramatically and, scrolling you know, text you're... is is the bar we're shooting for. Okay, I got you. Yeah, exactly, and because your mind has to fill in the blanks and all that sort of mm. stuff for everything that's going on. Yeah. Anyway, well, coming up next, we have maybe the Chuck Knobloch, foremost expert in Pokemon. I assume. I think people that made the Pokemon franchise might know less than Retro Alley. <laughs> she has she has a history working for Twitch. She has a very successful Twitch channel and a YouTube channel on the side, and she's full of energy got to say that for sure yeah I, I was really interested in having her on because she's a successful twitch streamer and she's built up a huge audience there and not only that but she is knows everything to ever she's forgotten more about pokemon than all <laughs> than i'll ever know so uh i was really excited to have her on while while you've uh you've been sporadically throwing baseball players at us i would love to have you versus her see how long you guys could go her name a pokemon you <laughs> baseball player her name a pokemon you. Just to tie it together here. But yeah, uh, check out Retro Alley's interview here right after a little bit of cooler. Matt Noakes. Hello, Alley. Welcome and thank you for coming on to the Drunk Friend podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's what's today? Uh, Tuesday? I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How many. Uh- how many uh, McDonald's Happy Meals have you bought? <laughs> I just, I literally just tweeted about the, oh, oh, can I curse? Is that cool? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just yeah. shitposted. So, yeah. I totally just shitposted <laughs> about the McDonald's thing. Oh, my God. Because everybody's, like, flipping out because people are buying, like, cases of the packs. And it's like, they don't even look that cool. They're reprinted cards and they just have a stamp on it. But you know I'm going to go to McDonald's tomorrow and buy a Happy Meal. <laughs> so I'm a huge hypocrite. <laughs> what is coming with those? Is it just cards? Yeah, so you get like um, you get like a little booster pack of like 25th anniversary cards. And then I think it comes with maybe like a deck box and like stickers or something. I don't know. I just care about the cards. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come with plastic toys anymore. What a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it'd be cool if they did that, but everybody freaks out over the cards because it's like blown up because of like quarantine and other things, but right. mainly that. Yeah. Has, wild. has um, McDonald's ever had a Happy Meal line that has had plastic toys of Pokemon that you're aware of? Yeah, I they think have? Okay. I, yeah, I think they've done it in the past. I can't think of specific ones off the top of my head, but I do remember like Burger King like back in the day did like those gold cards. Or, like, they had those little, like, plastic Game Boys with, like, Pokemon on them or something. But, yeah, it's very interesting. (laughs) 
So we'll get more into Pokemon later on, but um, your your Twitter bio, Twitter bio says that you're a former staff at Twitch. Yeah. Can you say what sort of stuff you used yeah, to do there? I um I worked with like Twitch support, so like if you like wrote in with like a problem, I would respond probably, but you would know it's me. Hmm. So okay, yeah, it was a fun time. So was that fun? I mean, it, it sounds kind of it might be fun. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> you're the you know, when you imagine like the uh, 800 number for Nintendo Secrets oh, way back in the 80s, and it's like, oh, I get to spend all play all day playing video games. And it's like, oh, I get to spend all day on Twitch. I do like I do get to like I just put on Twitch on my second monitor. You know, I did that. But the people the people are really cool. But like you obviously get people that are like raging at you or like, you know, asking stupid questions or something like that. You just got to deal with it. So, I don't know. There's, like, good and bad. I mean, it's like any job. There's, like, good and bad. But I'd say it's mostly good. That's um, good. Because you, you just kind of, I guess, like, doing content creation, you kind of learn to, like, deal with, like, the trolls, sort of. <laughs> yep. You can apply yep, that to sure it. Do. So, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So, did, was there, like, an age limit to contact you? Or would you get, like, a, a tidal wave of 12-year-olds? Oh, my God. No, there would be, something? there would be, I, I, I say good kids you know, in quotation marks, but, like, you would get, like, some kid that, like, sends in a thing, and uh, they'd be like, oh, like, you know, I lost uh, my password, or I forgot my password, or something with their birthday, and you check their account, and their birthday on the account says one thing, it's, like, an older age, (laughs) but then the birthday they give us when they write in is, like, they're 12, so it's like 2006 yeah, or something so it's like, just that. like mm, i can't let you do that friend i'm sorry and they're all somehow the magically born on january 1st of whatever year is is mm-hmm. necessary to or somebody will have a birthday of like you know the 1900s or something whatever like the oldest <laughs> yeah. or like the farthest back date is yep yeah so it sounded like you had a pretty good experience there i mean would you ever do another mm-hmm. job like that oh uh, i mean i'm not opposed but i like what i'm doing right now so outside of internet stuff Mm -hmm. um like my backgrounds in like graphic design web design like ux stuff and that's what i'm doing right now i really like my job like it's great people are great um but like i I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like in the industry again um but i do i do like having that separation um between like my internet stuff and then my real life just so like i stay sane but also i'm not surrounded by you know like twitch content stuff all the time um because obviously i mean you probably know this it gets crazy but um so yeah it's nice kind of having a separation but I'm not, I'm not opposed to it maybe one day i'll you know somehow do something in gaming like in terms of like an actual job again but well let me ask you this because mm-hmm. um uh, does anybody at your real job know that you're a Twitch streamer <laughs> yes. and that you have like 30,000 followers? My manager, he's really cool. Like everybody at my job is really cool. So I have like two main like bosses or managers. And one of them actually, you know, I hate the term gamer because I just think it's cringe. But he's a, what you would call a gamer. Like he likes WoW. You know, he has a Switch. He plays his Switch with his son. Like he's cool. And he plays League. I actually played League of Legends with him like a couple weeks ago, and it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so he play, so he gets it. He thought he thinks it's cool. And then my other coworker, or my other uh, manager, he like I think slowly like realized that like it's because on my you know I I have Twitch like on my stuff because like I worked there like legit. But then I don't think he realized the scale of it until like I guess he found my um, 
I forget how, but he found like my Twitch and my Instagram or something. And he's like, oh my God, like you have 10,000 followers on Instagram or like 30K followers on Twitch. You're like internet famous. I'm like, no, but thanks. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> so like he, he does meme me about it in like a nice way. Uh, but uh, so yeah, they know about it. It's the rest of my coworkers though. I work with all like basically like 20 something white girls. So, like, they're all great. They talk about The Bachelor all the time. I love them, even though, like, I have no idea what's going on <laughs> half the time. But it's a nice, it's a nice, you know, balance of, like, you know, dealing with, like, internet stuff and then just, like, going to work and just chilling and, you know, doing the complete opposite. You're not talking Final Fantasy tactic strategy with Un- your coworkers? <laughs> Unfortunately or unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah. But it's a nice, I don't know, it's a nice, like... Because you know you'd always have the guy that's like, well, all you got to do is grind with the knight for like seventeen <laughs> hours, and then you just finish the game. It's it's that yeah. simple. Oh god. Well, it's it's nice too because like it's sort of it makes you realize like in the grand scheme of things, like you know some stuff on YouTube or Twitch or whatever platform you're on, like you know it might seem like the end all be all or you know some drama happens, but like having like a normie job like makes you realize that like you know that shit is like who cares like. I'm just here to play games on the internet and then I go to my nine to five and like, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's where I've been in Mm -hmm. the seven years I've been doing this. Mm -hmm. And uh, the difference though, is that um, nobody knows what I do there at all. Uh, Nobody would ever ask. First of all, (laughs) Um, I remember when I worked at a school, when I first started, um, when I first moved down to New Mexico, I should say, Mm I somebody did ask me like you know like oh what what do you do outside of work? It's like well I got a YouTube channel where I talk about games people stopped playing twenty five years ago, <laughs> and it's gotten pretty popular and it's up to like thirty thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this might be like a, a real thing, and she just didn't even like respond to that. <laughs> she just said well, well well I write poetry, That's and I'm great. like oh you're, you you just want to have a conversation like you don't actually care like what i do like you just yeah. wanted to mention your poetry and that's fine yeah. um yeah but <laughs> so uh, yeah no i i don't go out of my way to tell people that's for damn sure yeah me either like i i definitely don't i'm like i think compared to maybe how i am like in videos or on streams and stuff like you know like whenever you're making a video or streaming like you're definitely i've always said this you're sometimes a little bit more of like an exaggerated version of yourself because you want to like you know you want to you know be energetic and all that kind of stuff sure. but like IRL like I I don't tell anybody I do it unless they ask about it and to be fair like I have a twitch keychain on my keys like I have twitch I have my wardrobes like twitch clothes <laughs> I got from like working there like so like I don't try to hide it in that sense but like I'm not gonna go broadcasting it that's like oh my god last this last weekend I went to home goods to buy a computer chair because I needed to get a new a new desk chair and uh I have um my my purse is like a pokeball with like these pins on it right and the cashier was like oh i like your bag and i was like oh thanks and i was with my mom and then my mom's like go follow her on twitch <laughs> i'm like thanks yeah he knows he definitely keeping around my twitch just from looking at my bag. oh like, that's so sweet you. that's you so nice of her it was very wholesome, <laughs> was very wholesome. <laughs> that's the first time i've ever really heard a story like that's so great oh you can yeah that's a good so, like, i'm so thankful you asked Here's a card. <laughs> uh, I don't even. Oh man, if I if I still had business cards, because all my business cards are like my old links and stuff, I totally whipped it out. Be like, here you go, just for the memes. 
I'd just be like, here you go. <laughs> Trev. Normally I would not do that. Trev, but. are you still uh, doing the old, uh, ye old uh, stump post? You know how like politicians used to campaign? They go on tree stumps and, you know, on people's balconies oh and... Here's how it's going to be. See, you're going to go to a nest friend and you're going to watch all the videos and learn all you want about, you know. No, I is, I, is, is, I relish the uh, security by obscurity. I like that term where I'm <laughs> I'm forever obscure on the internet and therefore my employer should never find it, although it's possible, I guess, but yeah, I don't want anybody to know. I guess mine's my name, yeah. so like I kind of fucked up there, <laughs> but you know, it's whatever. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I feel for dudes like Norm Caruso. It's like, well, yeah. what is he gonna? What is he gonna call himself? Corm Deruso instead, or you know, He's it's like change his, his name. Yeah, point of no return. <laughs> he just yeah. puts a mustache but and anyway. a trench coat on, and you'll never know. It was <laughs> <laughs> so your go-to for anything gaming-related and probably anything mm-hmm. life-related is Pokemon. Um, yes. Here's the thing, though. Me and Trav. Actually, I'm speak totally speaking yeah. for Trav. Um, we don't know anything about Pokemon. Like, I mean, I mean, we know some things, but, um, for me, and I think for Trav too, uh, we're old. So when Pokemon, uh, first got popular, I want to say it was like 96, 97. So yeah, it it was around, yeah, like 90 or when Japan and then it came over here, like 1998 99 yeah. i forget see i'm 16 years old i'm already hating all the stuff that i liked as a kid oh, i yeah. have long hair <laughs> i i'm in a i'm in a band you know i'm a total douche oh my God. um what about you trav yeah. what's what was your introduction to pokemon uh i actually I, I played my first pokemon game just last year and it was the brand spanking new one because when i you know was curious about it and i thought it was fun but i definitely didn't get get into it back in the day because i was a little bit older it was it was all of my friends little Mm. sister game like all of their little sisters played it (laughs) that is so accurate that's me because i'm right yeah and and, and because of that for whatever reason (laughs) it made it a little less desirable for us to want to dive into but i enjoyed what i played um last year so i get it i feel like i've missed out on quite a bit but i'll let alex continue with this question but yeah it was i totally whiffed on it growing up yeah, for me, I just lumped it along with like Power Rangers and all that sort of stuff. Especially once you yeah. started getting the 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 I don't want to say ripoffs because it was kind of different, but like Digimon <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, like there's so so many of those. It's honestly ridiculous. I've gone back and like a lo- there's a lot of um one of the weird like niche sort of like I guess genres I'm into is like Pokemon ripoffs on the Game Boy in Game Boy Color that were only released in Japan. There's a lot of those, surprisingly. <laughs> do you do they have patches but, uh, or do you can you play them in Japanese or Oh, I just I just I don't know Japanese. I just guess <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of fun. But nice. yeah, so like that's a whole thing cuz like a lot of those games like didn't come over here. So that's like a weird I don't know, that's like one of my weird little like mini collections, I guess, as I I like buying those games. Plus, they're cheap. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget which one. I, I want to say it was Pokemon Ruby, uh, the Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. one that I played. Yeah. And I did like it. Um, but if you were to recommend... Okay, so there's I consider there being three levels of noob. There's brand new to gaming in general. Yes. There's brand new to turn-based mm-hmm. RPG stuff. And then there's brand new to yeah. Pokemon. So if you had to break down... Like, if you're just new to gaming, what what would you start with? Ooh, okay, so if you're new to gaming, I would definitely say 
if we're just like talking like you know to what is today february 9th 2021 yeah definitely would say the switch games so either like let's go pikachu and eevee those are really like beginner friendly um or sword and shield but i would say probably let's go because that's like specifically geared towards new people which for that game like i was like what the fuck is this at first but then like once it came out it wasn't what i asked for but i played it and it was really fun so sure. like, that's a good game um, and then, would you say, uh, new to turn-based um, Yeah, just games. It's the typical uh, RPG stuff. Like, yeah, like typical, you play so, the occasional phone game, or, and maybe you play Mario, yeah. but yeah. But you've never, hmm. I feel like I'm going to end up, like, going backwards, because it's like the newer games are, like, they've gotten more and more, like, noob-friendly, I guess, for lack of a better term. I'd maybe say... I think the 3DS game... Any of the 3DS games are, like, relatively accessible for, like, someone that, you know, they've played games, but, like, they haven't, you know, dipped their feet into any, like, RPGs or turn-based stuff. So, like, that's, like, Pokemon X and Y, Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon. Those are all really good. And I still think... I mean, I personally love the 3DS, so, like, I will always recommend 3DS games. And then someone new to Pokemon, so I guess that would be like, you know, maybe you've played RPGs before. Right, exactly. You're, you don't need your... You're a gamer, but, you know, you never... Yeah, I would say for that kind of person, I would definitely go back and... It, hmm, that's tough because there's so many I want to recommend. <laughs> I would say it depends on, like, your age and maybe, like, what handheld you like because, like, I think... Uh, Pokemon Crystal is like my favorite game of all time but if you didn't grow up with the Game Boy then that might be a tough one to go back and play but hey maybe you grew up with the GBA so you could play Emerald that has a lot of you know great uh, storyline content and then you know Gen 4 and 5 which are the DS games so that's like Pokemon Diamond Pearl Platinum um, and then Black and White Black and White 2 all of those are great and those are probably like I always consider Generation 5 kind of like the last good Pokemon games because that was the tr before the transition to 3D and Pokemon Black and White, I think, were just really ambitious with, like, their features and, you know, all this other stuff I could ramble on about. But, yeah, any any of, like, Gen 2, Gen 3, Gen 4, like, anything on, like, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, DS are really good picks. The only one I probably wouldn't recommend, unless you're nostalgic for it, is, like, you know, Red and Blue because... Going all the way back. aged well. I love, I love Pokemon Yellow. That was, like, my first video game ever. But, like... <sighs> I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for people that go back and play it now who haven't played it before. Because, like, it's great that you're playing it, but, like, it also is a hot mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I love those games, but I could totally understand if, like, someone shot all over them because Gem 1 is just a dumb survivor. Well, and That's I was going to say, like, you can start with any of these, right? It's not like you have mm -hmm. to go back to yeah. Gen 1 and play all of them yep. in sequence. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the only ones the only ones that are sort of connected in a way would be, like, if you play Black and White and then Black and White 2, right? You, and you don't have to play all, all four. You could do White, White 2. It doesn't matter. Um, those ones are, like, kind of linked. And then... Um, Sun, Sun and Moon, and then Ultra Sun and Moon. You don't necessarily have to play the first one, but the second, like, sequel, or I don't even call them sequels. It's sort of like DLC, honestly, to the first game. They add a lot of, like, post-game stuff and story, but yeah, the only really connected ones are, like, Gen 5. Um, but even then, you could play them standalone and you'd still probably be fine. Cool. So. That's awesome. 
So yeah, you're you're clearly a uh, you're a walking Pokedex, I guess, so to speak. Right? Yeah, that's you know, there's an article a couple months ago that's like apparently people that grew up with Pokemon they have like a section in their brain, like <laughs> dedicated to like having the Pokemon memorized. It's wild. That's definitely yeah, I I believe it. <laughs> up into, up to a point, up to a point, because once you get to like the the 3D when they added new Pokemon like to the 3DS games and on, that's where you lose me. Oh, okay, so you do have a limit. Well, that's kind of encouraging because you were kind of sounding like you might be part robot there for a second, but <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe part robot. Like I know the ones past the 3DS games, but in terms of the ones I have memorized, that's like the DS era and earlier because that's when I was mm-hmm. like growing up. So. I had so much free time, I just memorized everything. Yeah, and I, well, let me ask oh, go you. Ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, you mentioned that um, Pokemon Yellow was probably your first video game. And is, I mean, yeah. is that the whole reason that you're in love with the series? Was that it, it clicked then? It, yes. From that very moment? It was, okay. Mm-hmm. I was, like, in kindergarten, I think, maybe. And my brother had a Game Boy Color, and he had Pokemon Yellow. And I think one day, like, I guess he was, like, sharing it with me or something. And then it kind of just became mine. And he got a PS2 and he didn't care anymore about, you know, Nintendo stuff. So, (laughs) yeah, that's how that happened. Okay. So you're just you're just loyal to it, like from the beginning. Then. Oh yeah, I'm into I'm into deep. Into deep at <laughs> this point. <laughs> at this point, I can't I can't go back. Well, so. let me ask you this then: If the Pokemon universe mm-hmm. were to do some massive Kingdom Hearts style crossover with another franchise, Ooh. other than you know the obvious like Super Smash Brothers stuff, but yeah. but if like a linear, well, not necessarily linear, but like just a, a another RPG kind of Kingdom Hearts style game. What would be your pick? What would you like to see it paired with? I would love to see it paired with Final Fantasy because that's like my favorite. Everybody's always like, "What's your favorite thing?" That's like not Pokemon. It'd be Final Fantasy. It, I would. Any particular game? Oh, ooh, okay. Top three. Prob- top three. <laughs> I, okay well to be fair okay if i'm gonna go on this ramble about final fantasy so i have played because i haven't played and beaten all of them but i kind of like grew up with them but like as a kid i could never fucking figure it <laughs> <laughs> so like i let's see uh three on the ds was my first one and i never beat it but i i love that game i know some people probably like don't like it because i don't not know, a lot of fans of that characters. one yeah I love that one because I'm nostalgic for it. So <laughs> I, I I have that. That was my first one. I never beat it. I'm trying to beat it. But I've played that one. Uh, four, I have um, on DS. And I played a little bit of the GBA one a while back. But that one I still have to beat. Five, I'm actually in the middle of right now on GBA. I'm like stuck on some boss. Six is probably my favorite, mm. I would say. Seven is a close second. Um, and then eight I have on Switch, and I'm literally in the first five minutes of it. Uh, nine I haven't played yet, and then I have that, uh, what is it, like the Final Fantasy X uh, remaster compilation thing. I have that on Switch, and I'm playing that one right now. But anything past that I haven't played, and honestly, I prefer every, like, the older ones, because I don't know what the fuck Final Fantasy's doing now, yeah. like, with, the, like, Final Fantasy fourteen and stuff, so. Or, or thirteen, which was a been disaster. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. But the Final Fantasy's always been my favorite outside of Pokemon, just because it's a similar gameplay, you know? It's turn-based right. um, type stuff. And I've always liked, 
you know, the fantasy, haha, part of it. Uh, (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) But I would say Final Fantasy, I would geek out, like, oh, that'd be awesome. I can't argue with that. It worked with Disney. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't even know what else I would pick. I I might do, like... Let's 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 click the. Uh, I'm sure there's like a random like generator somebody made in Java or something like that. Oh, like God. online, someone's like website that's like pair Pokemon with MacGyver or something like. That. <laughs> Kirby would be really cute too. Now that I think about it, but I feel like that's too easy. Kirby. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That could be cute. That would be fun. But also, that kind of overlaps with Smash, technically. Yeah, you can do that. I guess. Um, well, you can do it. Yeah, we'll out. <laughs> <laughs> interesting so i guess we can change gears here and talk a little bit more i guess back to to twitch we talked about how you work there but obviously mm-hmm. now you you're a streamer there and we've had uh some other streamers on here hungry Garaya is one that we've had and she mm-hmm. also does twitch and youtube and it seems pretty obvious that you yeah. prefer twitch or at least that's where it seems like you get a, a little bit more attention um why one over mm-hmm. the other and how's that dynamic work between the the types of content that you put out? Mm-hmm. So Twitch, I've, I've always kind of put Twitch over YouTube just because that's where I started out and that's what I'm used to because Twitch, I started almost, it'll, this month it'll be like six years, which is wild. Dang. Um, and then YouTube, I technically have been doing YouTube for just as long, but like I really did not start taking YouTube seriously till a little bit later on, like a couple years down the road because I didn't know what I was doing in terms of content but in terms of like what i do on twitch versus what i do on youtube a lot of what i do on twitch is like you know a lot of like retro game playthroughs like i do a lot of like blind playthroughs because um there's a lot you know there's a lot of older games i just missed out on or i wasn't born yet or i just never played um or i never beat as a kid um so i've been doing that a lot lately i'll obviously play pokemon um, but those are kind of like, and, you know, the random like Nintendo games, like mm. Animal Crossing. But that's the main like gist of it is like retro games and Pokemon. And then with YouTube, um, mainly what I've been doing, I, I kind of have like two sort of main things I do, which is, you know, obviously I make uh, videos about like retro game history because I'm really into that. And then uh, the other thing that sort of popped off on my channel was, like, reaction videos to, like, Nintendo Directs and Smash stuff, which, like, that kind of just happened. I didn't go into that, like, thinking it would be a thing or, like, it would be popular, but it gets a lot of views and it's fun to do, so I do it and people seem to enjoy it um despite you know some of the weird comments i get but uh so those are those are the main two things and then occasionally you know i'll take some of my stream content and turn it into a video but i i'm i don't know i sometimes just don't have the time to do that so i'll just make separate videos you know for youtube because they're kind of i don't know what i'm doing on twitch and youtube are kind of similar and they kind of work in tandem and then sometimes with youtube you know obviously like the long form you know, like gaming history stuff. That's completely separate, right. you know, from Twitch because you can't really do you, that. On you Twitch, gotta, but, you gotta write um, something ahead of time and read and uh-huh. edit and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yep, I know all about that. It's funny we're in complete yep. opposite places because uh, yeah. Twitch is very intimidating to me. Um, I'm team. That's fair. I'm team no face along with Trav. Yeah, no faces. I don't, I don't <laughs> like showing my face anywhere. Um, and I also don't know what half the stuff means, like, or any of the emotes mean, or... Poggers! Yeah, that guy, I don't know who that is or what he's doing. 
Um, yeah, I, I have my it. old man Twitch channel saved, like Mystery Science Theater and Bob Ross. It's like I'm watching PBS on Twitch for God's sake. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so that brings me to like, how do you go about building an audience on Twitch? Is it mm-hmm. a matter of keeping the same schedule so people know when to expect you, mm. or how does that work for you? Yeah. So for Twitch, you know, yeah, a lot of it is being on a consistent schedule. I've pretty much streamed almost every day, maybe give or take, like randomly being away for a month. Like I've streamed every day for like the past like six years, like around evening time, you know, like EST. So like that's sort of my time slot, I guess. Right. So people know to expect me at like 6 p.m., you know, pretty much every day, except for like, you know, oh my gosh, I have to burp maybe? No? <laughs> oh, okay, what am I? Anyway, uh, people know to expect me like uh, every day, except for Tuesdays and like Saturdays or like the days I don't stream. Uh, or no, sorry, Mondays and Saturdays. Wow. So consistent schedule, yes. Um, being consistent in terms of what you stream. And what I mean by that is like, if you're going to be like, you know, somebody that exclusively streams, you know, retro JRPGs, then, you know, you better stick to that because if you try to stream something else, people, you'll get less viewers and some people don't care about that, which is fine, but some, a lot of people do. Um, so, you know, be consistent in like, in terms of not only schedule, but like the content you put out. So similar to YouTube in that sense, or if you want to do pure variety, make sure you like brand yourself that way. Um, Mm. For me, I'm mainly known for doing Pokemon, Nintendo, and, like, retro gaming stuff, which is all kind of under, like, the same umbrella or, like, very related, has a lot of crossover. Um, And then the last thing I would say definitely, um, I feel like, I mean, maybe, maybe this is just me, but just thinking about it, but I feel like networking matters a lot more on Twitch maybe than it does YouTube, just because Twitch is a lot more reliant on word of mouth and like raiding people like you know when you're done your stream you can go raid someone else and send your viewers to them or you know somebody does that to you and if you collaborate with people all that sort of stuff um i think that it, it's a lot more one-on-one interaction as opposed to youtube where like you post a video you maybe respond to some comments and like that's it um you know obviously there's other stuff you can do but those are kind of like the main three things i guess i would say um yeah for Twitch, the, the so. raid thing is big I remember when yeah. a raid happened to Hunger Gorilla's stream, and I was like, "What does that mean? What's happening?" <laughs> I was what like a like a lost on? child. But um, <laughs> oh my God. so so you're on Twitch. You're streaming five days a week. Do you ever feel the pressure to feel quote unquote on when you're streaming? Like, okay, I gotta crank up the energy. I gotta yeah yeah. Like, especially if I'm, like, I mean, I'm tired, like, 24-7, but like, especially <laughs> like mentally, if I'm just like not feeling it or like. I, I try to not force myself to stream if I don't want to. So, like, for example, like, Sunday, you know, I was really tired and I actually fell asleep before when I was supposed to stream. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not streaming. I needed to nap because I needed that, you know, self-care. So, like, I try not to force it um, if I'm not feeling it. But even sometimes if I feel, like, a little iffy and I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'll just stream anyway, sometimes it does make me feel, like, a little bit better, because obviously, like, social, kind of social interaction. Sure. But, um, definitely, yeah, I've definitely felt that way before, but I try to kind of, um, I kind of sort of avoid that in terms of, like, I give myself time off when I need it, just because, like, if I don't go live, like, one day, like, just, let's say I take a random day off, it's not... 
it's not the end of the world, um, but also like, you know, for Twitch subs, like from the money side of it, people are resubbing. It's like a reoccurring monthly thing. So it's like, you know, as long as people still say su stay subbed and I'm still streaming consistently, even if I miss a day or two, I'm still probably fine. You know, not that like I'm not doing Twitch full time anymore. I used to and it was very stressful. I don't recommend it. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I also too, since I have an actual job, I don't have to stress about like numbers and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's. It's something I've gone back and forth between because there are some days at my mm. real job where I'm just like, you know, I don't have to do <laughs> I can quit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could probably get away with quitting at this point and just doing yeah. if I did three videos a week instead of two and then started an additional, mm -hmm. you know, if I did all this extra crap. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 so much work and it's so much pressure to like not only get it right, yeah. but to to get it consistent within the style that you mm -hmm. usually do it in. Um, I do want to yeah. ask real quick, though, um, if there were mm -hmm. any other channels or personalities that you looked at as kind of a template or at least as some kind of inspiration. Ooh. Yeah. So back when I first started stream or actually when I first joined Twitch, um, funnily enough, I created my Twitch account on Valentine's Day in 2014. So I feel like that says a lot about <laughs> you me. got six years coming <laughs> up here, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I first made my account, I made my account because Twitch plays Pokemon, which was fun. Um, but the two streamers I mainly watched that I sort of I guess sort of like tried to model myself after were um, Justin Flynn, who I don't think he streams anymore. Like he kind of just disappeared to focus on real life, which great for him i'm happy for him but he was like at the time so keep in mind this is like what 2014 so this is when uh, pokemon x and y uh were really big they just came out whatever and he was pretty big he would have like a thousand viewers or something crazy and he was the first like streamer probably one of the first streamers i watched um and he's really energetic you know his graphics looked really clean and like in terms of his community and like you know their love for pokemon and stuff i was like oh he's so cool like i want to do that and then the other streamer i watched who actually still does stream um because you know justin doesn't uh miss kylie she is like a variety streamer um and sort of like same thing like her community's just really welcoming she's really nice and i was just like you know what like i want to see if i can do that <laughs> um so those are kind of like my two like initial inspirations i guess or like sort of the first streamers that i was like hmm Maybe I should try this. <laughs> so. Right on. And by the way, Trev, uh, yeah. you'll totally want to edit. Uh, I totally meant seven years, not six. Oh, the math. Ma there? Math, yeah. Maths are hard. <laughs> 2020 math didn't happen. We'll just go ahead and and just say six. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, there we go. Good. Yeah, there, you're fine. You're all, you're all yeah. right. Um, speaking of Alex, <laughs> uh, you and Alex were both guests at the Ump Uplink convention thing. I forget the proper name of. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, close no, enough. Right. Over the summer. <laughs> Yeah. Have you been invited to other conventions in the past? And what have those experiences been like for you? Is that is that a thing that you are used to doing? Yeah, I've done. Um, oh, man, I'm trying to, like, remember back to, like, pre 2020 and what going to conventions is mm, like. Yeah. Uh, but like normally, like convention wise, um, what I do is I'll like do panels or what I've mainly done is I'll stream from conventions. So normally stuff like PAX and like TwitchCon and stuff, they'll have little booths. And usually like, for example, like Twitch um, did one of these and like Elgato, they'll have little pods where you can sign up to stream um, for like an hour. And it's really cool streaming from a convention and it's just like 
a neat way to sort of like network or whatever but usually i'll do that but honestly lately or well even before all of this happened with the world ending like i was kind of over like i mean i don't mind panels but like i was kind of done at least on the streaming side of it i was kind of sick of like playing the game of like networking and like going to parties and blah 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 like i hate that shit like i just want to go to conventions for fun and buy weeb stuff <laughs> and yeah and buy old games like that's all i want to do like i don't i don't want to do like fucking packs or it's huge and like i feel like i have to go to every booth and like try to you know talk to people you know so that, that's how i feel about con con conventions now but actually i'm um i think uh i think it's been like confirmed and stuff but i'm doing uplink's doing another thing i think in a couple weeks i'm like moderating like two panels i think pokemon ones shocker. <laughs> yeah, you, you did um, two things last so. year too didn't you yeah, I did uh, the panel with Tony. We did like the Pokemon right. Center thing. Right, I saw some of that. Yeah. And then uh, what was? Oh, I had a solo panel. <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> but this time I'm moderating. Like two two friends of mine are doing two panels, um, and I'm like helping moderate it or whatever. So. Well, that sounds a lot less nerve wracking than uh, having to do yeah, your own panel. Yeah. That actually sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Actually. Thank God. Yeah, I just sit back and, you know, chime in every five minutes with, like, a question or keep people on track or whatever. Sure. <laughs> or shout people down in the in the chat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, I mean, do we want to jump into these these Pokemon questions we have, Alex? I thought maybe we'd, we'd put oh my the God. expert through the ringer here and see see what kind of answers we get. Oh Lightning round. All right. Oh well, they're, they're not. You remember that you're getting asked questions about Pokemon from two people that know jack shit about Pokemon. Yeah. So, we'll you'll, yeah, you'll be fine, I'm okay. sure. But we're gonna start with some basics here, just to get to know you from a Pokemon perspective. I mean, do you have a favorite Pokemon? Okay. Yes, Raichu is my favorite. And what is that guy? <laughs> What's he up to? He's it's Pikachu's evolution. He's electric type. It's my uh, profile oh, picture, except people on the podcast won't see it. So, but yeah. He's Pikachu's Evo. He's a fat, chubby, electric mouse, and he's really cute. <laughs> Very cool. Which Pokemon yeah. critter's name do you think is the most fun to say? Oh, um, <laughs> I always say it wrong, but in, oh man, what I think it's from Gen 5, Alola Mola, <laughs> I think is the proper way to say it, but I say it Alola Lola Lamola. Like I just say it for as long as I can. <laughs> that's, that's like the dude, the it's ridiculous. The dude from Age of Empires, the <laughs> Obscu obscure reference there. Maybe, no, I got it. That was actually good. good one. Yeah, that was good. <sighs> so, wh which Pokemon is the most hideous? Ooh, um, I personally like my most hated Pokemon is this trio of monkeys. And they're all based on elements. So you have like a water monkey, a fire monkey, and a grass monkey. And I absolutely hate them because I don't like monkeys. Ah. So those are the ugliest ones. Wow. To me. All right. Yeah, I'm very passionate about my hate for the elemental monkey. Was well, it grass monkey or brass monkey? <laughs> grass monkey. Uh, okay. Green. Is that a Beastie Boys? Or refer grass. Referencing Beastie Boys there for a second. I was like, oh, damn. It's like they sound pretty cool to me. So. Now we got some would you rathers. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you rather get shocked by Pikachu or get stuck in a storm with gloom? Or I'm sorry, get stuck in a room with gloom. Get stuck in a storm. Uh, Pikachu, because I like Pikachu better. So you'd rather get shocked by him. Yeah. Why not? Okay. I'll take it. Thanks. Sure. 
Uh, would you rather take a nap with Snorlax or swim with Squirtle? I don't know what I'm saying right now, by Ooh, the way. Swim, swim with Squirtle, 100%. Okay. That'd be so fun. That'd be fun if I could swim. <laughs> Where would you rather live? Is it Kanto, Kanto, or Alola? Alola. Kanto, because I'm a dirty Gen 1-er. And I, I actually, I, it's funny because Alola, that's Sun and Moon, so that's the 3DS games. Those are like my least favorite, so it seems like a nice place to live. It's like Hawaii, but uh, yeah, I got to go with Kanto because that's the OG. Interesting. I guess one. Alola is supposed to be like a spinoff of a, like Aloha to, to give it the, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and Kanto, I guess, is just supposed to look like Michigan or something. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Uh, sure, let's go with that. Uh, which would you rather pet? A Growlithe, Growlithe or a Persian? Growlithe, because he's a fluffy dog. Yeah, isn't Persian a fluffy cat? He's cute. Persian's like naked. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Where'd you get yeah. you? You got to fact check your information here, I Trav. Googled what are some good <laughs> questions to ask Pokemon people, and I got a few. This is what we're doing. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Okay, last one. Um, you yeah. wake up and you're burst out of a Pokeball as a new undiscovered Pokemon. What is your name? What's your type and your special attack? Ooh, okay. Type would probably be water. Uh, my name, I'm going to go with Alichu because that's very original. Sure. And I'd say <laughs> my move would be, oh, man. Um, let's say... I always really like the move Ice Beam, and some water types can learn Ice Beam, so I'll go with that. Very good. Pretty powerful stuff. I think, yeah. yeah I think if... That's not something I'm reckoning with. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not the alley chew, um, which also almost sounds like a, a, a sneeze. But the... It um, does. The, I would say the Pokemon folks that listen to this podcast have been very satiated in this episode. We thank you for sharing all of your wonderful knowledge of this franchise, <laughs> and I'm going to have to listen back and slow it down so I can pick up some of those tips from earlier about which games I should be playing, yeah. but we do appreciate that. Yeah, very much so, because um, I've always been curious. It's kind of like anime for me, where I, yeah. I've always wanted to dip my toe into it, and sure enough, I do have my, some of my favorite shows. I love, of course, Full Metal Alchemist, and yeah. um, I have my old favorites from the 90s, like Slayers and Tenchi Muyo, but... Mm there's it, Pokemon's kind of the same thing where it's like I it's so huge and intimidating but I, I'm still yeah. kind of curious it does look fun I like the evolution the evolution part of it is really cool yeah. but uh yeah it's it's kind of intimidating to know where to start but now I feel like mm -hmm. I've got more of a grip on it so I appreciate you uh mm -hmm. spending some time with us letting us know yeah I got you yeah I got you I uh I was gonna say I <laughs> I kicked off my my brief Pokemon career playing Let's go Pikachu. And it did water things down enough to where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is how you do that. So I've recently, I started like a week ago, but I haven't picked it up since, was the leaf green version. And I was like, oh, okay. So th thanks to having played Let's Go Pikachu, this is all coming very natural and normal. It was a very mm -hmm. good starting point. So I would I would go along yeah. with Allie and recommend like, yeah, those are good starting points if you're just completely intimidated by Pokemon. Yeah, that's. I think that's what they were trying to go for with that game for Let's Go, because mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of stories online where 
you know, there's, you know, maybe people like five years older than me that like grew up with Pokemon. Like they were a little bit older than I was when it came out. And like they have kids now and they're like, oh, you know, I played Pokemon or Pikachu Let's Go with like my five-year-old or whatever. It was so wholesome. I'm, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, you know, that's, that's I think that's kind of they're trying to hit that like nostalgia point for the older fans. But then also trying to bring in like the new you know, raise another generation up on Pokemon, essentially. Right, yeah. Because, you know, gotta get have got to have new blood. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough balance. Yeah. Indeed. All right, I think that about does it for us. Again, thank you, Allie, for taking the time. We really appreciate yeah, it. thanks for having me. And people can find you on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash retro You're on Twitter yep. at retro but the O is a zero. Yes, because someone took my name. Ah, the people out there. And then, <laughs> and on Twitch, what's the what's the URL for that? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Alley, so just A L I. That's easy. Oh, I see. You used your insider connections to get I like did. the absolute. <laughs> I was curious about that. Very good. People, people are always like, "How did you get that name?" And I'm just like, "I'll like respond as a meme, and I'll be like, oh, it was magic.' But it's like, did you look at my Twitter bio and put two and two together, like?" <laughs> <sighs> Fair enough. I actually have a little bit, a quick story, funny story where I got up to, I want to say 10,000 subs on YouTube, somewhere around like 2015, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. And um, some guy emailed me out of nowhere saying, hey, would you like to buy SNESDrunk.com? And I I was just like, no, I don't really care. I can wait this guy out. And sure oh, enough, no. he, he held on to it till I want to say till like 2018 for about three years before oh. I was able to s- swoop in and, and steal it from him <laughs> for Dang, 12 bucks a year. Crazy. That's like somebody on Instagram has Retro Alley, but like they actively use the account and they like thrift vintage stuff or something. And I DM them like every three months and I'm like, hey, man, I'll buy your username. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wanted to sell me snestrunk.com for like. 75 bucks and i'm like dude i got 10,000 subscribers you think i'm like a freaking big shot or something oh like my God, that's you can buy domains for so cheap too like who's gonna yeah. scot on a domain for like like random youtube people like yeah. especially especially with like what we're in where it's like we talk about games from like 20 years ago like come on yeah. man <laughs> it's it's as it's as niche as it gets yeah mm-hmm. niche within a niche yep Right on. So, yeah, thanks for taking the time to... Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And good luck at your uh, convention uplink thanks. thing. I was asked to go, but I said no. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh it's okay. <laughs> no, it's it was too nerve-wracking. Like, I, I don't have... No, this, I don't have the stomach for it. I was... I was. This is what compelled me to first get in contact with you, because I'm like, hey, you, you're at this thing, too. What what do you do? What do you do with these things? Yeah, you probably remember that. Yeah, I found I, what I found that's really interesting when I've talked to because like I've gotten to know a lot more people in like the retro gaming space, like on YouTube, and specifically even people that like I watch. Like I watched your videos before, like I kind of like met you, um, you know, in like uh, like Kinsey from like Metal Jesus Rocks and like Kelsey. Like I'm, I would say I'm like good friends with them. But um, what's interesting about that is I find that a lot of YouTube people, when it comes to not everyone, but like some people for YouTube, you know, obviously you're so used to. Rec- recording you know pre-recording videos versus doing it live so i found like in terms of like whether it's conventions or panels or like a live stream it's a lot more like intense i guess versus like you know whenever i'm on a stream i'm just like oh whatever like i just say whatever the fuck comes to mind and like i'm just 
I'm surprised I don't have an anxiety attack every time I stream, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, we've made it to this point. <laughs> That's a pretty sweet mutant power to have, to be honest with you, yeah. because yeah, mine is uh, mine is just being nervous about every little thing that could go wrong. But uh, yeah, it ended up going well. It's just the the yeah. amount of preparation I I made like just yeah. went out the window, and mm. I ended up just like doing a, a quick Q and A while you know just <laughs> acting yeah, like a clown. I, I guess that's what I did for my like because I had the panel with Tony and that one was all planned out, and then yeah. my own personal panel I just did like a Q and A and I was just like it's just like a, one of my streams except this is a yeah. convention and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just a different audience, I guess, or maybe not. Maybe it's all the same people that, was, that came there by. There some new people, some some people from my community, some like new people that were just like, "Oh, what's this?" So yeah, thanks again cool. for taking the time. We appreciate yeah. you very much. Twitch TV alley, everybody, or Twitch TV slash alley. There you go, everybody. Yep. Pat Sheridan, you're still <laughs> you're still recording, I assume. Yeah. All right, Jeff Blauser. All right, everyone. That's Jeff been Treadway. <laughs> Mark Lemke. All right, everyone. That has been another Drunk Friend podcast. As always, you can reach Terry Pendleton. You can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We'll respond. We'll read it here someday. Send it on a holiday. Pick a holiday, send it. We don't give a shit. Please head over to polymedianetwork.com if you want to hear more podcasts like this one. We got Petey's Power Hour. We got Tales of the Lesser Medium. It's got a new series about Half Life out. It's pretty funny. We got Polykill, Indie Quest, and more. If you're not interested in sending us an email, that's fine. Just give us a rating and review on a podcast app of your choice, and that'll help us out big time. Pedro Munoz. <laughs> uh, Mark Wollers, you can find us all on social media. I'm on Twitter at uh, TravPlaysGames. Alex is, of course, at SNESDrunk, and you can find Allie at RetroAlley with the O as a zero. As always, the music you heard in the beginning and can hear right now is composed by our friend Coolor. The track you hear is called Electric Starbounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst-quenching logo, Kevin Ke- Kevin Tappany. <laughs> uh, be sure to catch us all on YouTube. Raphael for a call, and thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Gary Gaetti!